Nicholas Delahanty as our guest today. I need you to give start us off with a compliment. It's the major compliment the first half of our compliment sandwich. What is one nice thing that you were going to say about the taming of Sleeping Beauty? Sorry, the claiming oh. of Sleeping Beauty. Uh, I would like to say that it, again, affirms for me the Internet Rule 34 that if it exists, there is pornography yeah. of it. And uh, and I would also like there to be like a sub uh, bullet to that that says that there is bondage pornography yeah. of it. Um, oh, interesting. Which I now find to be true. So it's like it's like sub rule thirty four, which I like also because it's yeah, because it's a sub. sub, and the other one's dom dominant rule thirty four. <laughs> yes, uh, which is that a guy named Dominic uh, has also read that porn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no, no Dom, no. Let us do it for you. Uh, well, that's what we've done. We have read it. I'm going to go next. I love people writing pseudonymously. Pseudonymously. You like a pseudonym. Under like a pseudonym. A Enjoy it. I do like a good nom de plume because I love the idea that it's like, look, I am so good at writing and being famous that I don't even want to have to take credit for this one. Yeah. I just have another book in me that I can afford to give someone else credit for. And I think it's amazing. I mean, granted, she still made all the money, Anne Rice, from this, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it's not exactly. Like the your most bank account wants to take credit for it, but not your, uh, you don't want your <laughs> family to Google you. Yeah. Yeah, it's also not the most creative pseudonym. I think we looked into it last time, and uh, I believe that it basically, it's an, a cloak Yeah, is her pseudonym. It's Anne or it's it's a n roclar or something like that which yeah. is uh a n and then french for cloak so you know very... uh the a n is actually uh, stands for french for and dagger so oh okay and dagger and and cloak i think i've mm-hmm. been to that pub and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh i i just uh i i want to do something where i write like as alex falcone writing as Someone not taking responsibility for his actions. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. You just announce it straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I wrote this book, but don't think that I get credit for it I or have something. a lot of thoughts about Turtle Dick, but I don't want to be directly associated <laughs> with the way you think. <laughs> Tanya Davis okay. as... Uh, hold on a second. Johnny Pervert in... <laughs> Turtle Wait, Dick Wait, are we just going to let her say that her... Why is your book about Turtle Dick, Tanya? How is that the first place you went to? <laughs> No, 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 it's not Tanya, it's Tanya as Johnny Pervert. Yeah, Johnny Pervert has a lot of thoughts about Turtle Dick. Not me. Listen, John, not me, Johnny Pervert, children's why author. was that the first stop on the improv train was to Turtle Dick? <laughs> yeah, most people's third stop is my first stop, don't judge. <laughs> All right, uh, Tanya, well, I want to hear about your first and second stops now. Uh, what is your major compliment for the tame- claiming? God damn it. Okay. That's not a Freudian slip. I just, it's been two weeks since I read the book. Yeah. <laughs> claiming, taming, it's all the same to me. It's all the same to beauty, right, guys? Oh, <sighs> the, the maiming? At least we're not blaming Sleeping Beauty. Is there I no am... word that ends in aiming that is not bad? Naming? The naming of Sleeping I guess Beauty. naming is okay. Yeah, the I guess. Shaming of Shaming, yeah. maiming. Proclaiming? Yeah. Proclaiming? No, they're, not, they're all bad. I'm sorry. Ooh. She were a cannon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think most of those are negative. I had I had like an extra two weeks to come up with a compliment. Yeah, still nothing, a lot of time. <laughs> One would think. <laughs> I guess I guess you know what? Actually in the in the um in the time between our last recording attempt and this one, um, we've gotten some some more like sort of commentary from our, our sponsoree. Is that Sponsor. Oh yeah. Sponsor. <laughs> Sponsor E is our sponsor. We are the ones who are sponsored. So we didn't we didn't agree to come up with He's a, the sponsor roar. A kicky name for for sponsors. Nope. Um, but I I feel like it was it was really nice to have some more time to to give some serious consideration to uh, to the layers in this book and also um, I guess the the latest in the series has actually come out since we we first started trying to record this. Um, and, and apparently Wait, really? in that it came one, out in the, the last two dead. weeks and long live the queen, long live, long live the queen, which like, I, I hadn't even thought about, you know, what that might mean. Chris's read of this is that like, maybe it's like Anne Rice since having gone on a lot of like religious changes, uh, maybe is now writing about a godless society. I thought that was really interesting. Oh. I know. So that is interesting. Yeah, but also that means if you were to backtrack that this queen, this god is really interested in butt stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of religions have had like stuff to say about butt stuff, so you could say that that's not like new. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, no matter how bad it is, never, never doubt your own ability to uh, to pick it apart in an interesting way. All religious tomes have a butt stuff like <laughs> appendices. No, I'm like, serious. I really like. I think that's a thing from the book of butt stuff. <laughs> no, <chapter> no, <laughs> I think every religion is like, yes, absolutely, do not do that to a butt of the of a person with the following genitals. That is not okay. You know? <laughs> and they said, yay, it was good, and verily unto you I say, they'd only have to say that if it that's, didn't feel good. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you don't find people in a bush not doing that and think like we got to make a law against it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I see I always figured that it was like more practical that like in the in the times these texts would have been written it was like yeah, the stuff times. We didn't know about E. coli and like <laughs> antiseptic like hand washing Whoa. so we're just like no also we got like to we got we got I guess I've never heard about yeah. E. coli in like a butt stuff conversation. Like, is that an active? Like, it's like that in like cookie dough. Oh, you have pounds of E. coli in your in your gut. <sighs> Wait, you guys. Here's the thing. We have now gotten really <laughs> disgusting, and I'm not comfortable. And yet, wait, it's oh, not wait, the I had a fault of the book. Compliment. My other compliment was last time we did a we did a little like clause about how nobody should listen to this if they're a child. And Alex, we're, you were very eloquent on that point, and I wanted you to do it again. Do it again. Wait, which one of us? Your tr- your trigger warning and disclaimer that this is uh this one's this one's n- gonna be a no uh, kids episode. This is gonna be a little more rocky road than vanilla, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got gelatin in it, so even the vegetarians can't handle it. Mm. I I don't remember what I said. What was good about it? I I think you. I mean you just you just you know you gently sat our audience down and you said, listen, guys. Um, if you're if you're a youngster or if you're somebody who gets a uh, little little freaked out by some super non consensual sexy stuff, this one's gonna have some some talking about that. And you were way better at it than we, me. We love <laughs> I don't know, all you listeners who play our podcast uh, with your kids in the room. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we we love that. You know, we love our, the kids fans. You know, singing "I'm a Potato" and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. This is not the episode to play with your kid in the room. Yeah, nope. yeah. If little, little for you, Jimmy or Trissy is is playing nearby. You know, just uh, slap some earmuffs on him, or you know, just and this this one's you for you time. Here's the thing: I hate to discourage anybody from listening to our show, but. 293 episodes in the back catalog. Find something else for two hours. Yeah. Like, you'll be fine. You've got this. When I was a kid, that was all I wanted. Like, I would look, I would, <laughs> it, I would have gone through things combing through for this warning. So I'd be like, this is my jam. This yeah, is what we're going to yeah, watch it's now. It's true. To be fair, yeah, to be fair to little Jimmy or Trissy, I'm sure that they're dying to hear all about butt stuff. But uh, they need to find that on their own. That's not for listening with mom or dad. This is definitely a warning nah. for adults with kids because the kids, yes. this is like, hey kids, this is going to contain some fun shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess two, three compliments and it's time for that odd warning. Also, if you are a person who has problems with any of those things as an adult and there's no kids around, don't, don't, don't feel bad. 293 back episodes. Find something else to listen to. Don't listen to Ghost, but pretty much anything. I was going to say, there are a few that you should still skip. There's like 289 episodes that have nothing to do with this kind of thing that you can enjoy, and <laughs> I recommend all of them. They're great. Uh, not the first few. So like, so okay. like, okay, start like 100 episodes in, something that's not about Ghost, or there's like 75 episodes you should listen to. <laughs> you have some choices just still. just keeps dropping. <laughs> there's still options. Uh, and I'm sorry about this. I, the other thing that I, I don't remember if I said this before, but we are going to be uh, making some light of this situation, and I would love to remind everybody that it is only the, our way of dealing with the pain that it's inflicted on us and not minimizing any of your situations. Uh, yeah. This yeah. is a book that we had to read. This is a thing that some people are getting off to, and we just have to make fun of it. It's our jobs, you know? And not everybody likes their job. Like like the people who pick up garbage, you know? Firemen. Wait, is that not... Don't firemen do job? Yeah, firemen are just like always sliding down that pole going, God damn it. <laughs> Ugh, another day at the office. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's the warning. Chris, I, that leaves you yeah. now. What's your major compliment? Well, my major compliment uh, the is... Spaming the spaming of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, the, the claiming of Sleeping Beauty. You know, at one point, so Sleeping Beauty, and I'll get into the summary later, but she goes through a, a bunch of stuff, and also a bunch of people are killed on for her. You know, like somebody like looks at her wrong, they're put to death. You know, and uh, at some point, the prince or, or somebody else is like, 
Surely she's worth all the deaths of those who were killed for her. Yes. And it's just so nice to know that she's so validated by all those people who were killed so that she could be the sexual property of somebody else. Wait, we can do sarcastic compliments on this one? (laughs) (laughs) I think we definitely can. Oh, well, then I just love that she has a real fucking name. (laughs) And it's it's beauty. (laughs) Beauty, but like I, you know, in this society, everyone agrees that she was worth the deaths. Even like the person dying slowly from like a spirit of the gut or whatever is just like, oh yeah, no, that's worth it. That's fine. I here's the problem. As much as I am okay with your sarcastic compliments, just for this book and this book alone, normally it's not not cool. But um, I just want to know what backhand compliments is one of the core pillars of our podcast. Alex. Backhand compliments are different from sarcastic <laughs> compliments. That's a very I different thing. There are like thirty episodes you can listen to if we're not counting backhanded compliments. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the uh, my point is that I also don't remember anybody dying. So at what point in the acclaiming of Sleeping Beauty did that happen? Uh, there were a couple slaves that were put to death. Um, but the other thing is, uh, before the book, there were some a priori deaths that happened. Basically, really? a bunch of people died in all the battles uh, that got the prince to her bedchamber. Man, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. It's part of the problem is, I guess this is as good of a time as I need to do this. So, in case you're just joining us, in case you've just tuned in, and, well, first of all, go back and listen to those other 15 episodes. But then, uh, <laughs> most of most importantly, we recorded this two weeks ago. We lost it. It's the first lost episode in the history of our show, which is not a bad record, but I'm still embarrassed about it. But also, it's been a couple weeks since I read the chess gaming of Sleeping Beauty, and it's hard <laughs> It's hard to remember everything that happened. And also, we're going to specifically mention several times things we said last, episode, last time we recorded this, which is a useless reference for you, because you're physically incapable of finding out what we're talking about. So... This might be another one to skip, um, just if you don't like that. <laughs> oh, don't do us like that. Come on. We're all here. <laughs> We're ready. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV and stuff, especially bad books. This week, uh, as with many weeks, we have our topics selected by one of our fabulous and mean-spirited sponsors, we start and end every show with a compliment. That was the compliment sandwich. We'll come back to the other half. I'm Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Also joining me today... Oh, and by the way, I'm normally in Portland. Today I'm recording from a comedy frat house in Seattle where 2 to 13 comics live. Sup, bra? Jokes. Am I right, bra? <laughs> oh, yeah. High five. <laughs> so if anybody needs an empty can of Rainier or a million, I can get you. What's a million? <laughs> Is that a sex thing? Like a lot. <laughs> uh, that's my bra speak alright also joining us today uh, he's in Brooklyn New York he's at C. Walter Smith please welcome back Mr. Chris Smith hey Alex Nick Tanya listeners uh, I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself but instead of telling you about my hopes and dreams I'll just tell you about my sexual history because that should probably encompass everything right <laughs> yeah basically this whole book is just a long game of ten fingers uh, yikes and the answer is yes we all have all the time <laughs> Everybody has. Everybody's done that. And Beauty's the only one with uh, with fingers still up. And then they just decide to do all the things. And they take all her fingers down. Yeah. <laughs> also joining us on third mic today, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Also in Brooklyn Studios, it's Tanya Davis. I'm sobbing. I'm sobbing. I'm sobbing. I'm silently sobbing. I'm sobbing. So <laughs> much sobbing. Oh, you must be our protagonist whom with whom we identify so well. Ah, there are tears running down my face, so I suppose so. Yeah. <laughs> also joining us uh, today, a very special guest who has uh, been very accommodating to re-record this with us. He's at Nick's Funeral on Twitter in Chicago, Illinois. It's Mr. Nick Delahanty. Regardless of my gender, I refer to my genitals as my sex. Okay. I, I do that. I have mixed feelings about <laughs> I have started that. doing that since this book. I am all about it How now. is that working out? This is my out? sex. It is named, like, because it's, like, beauty. That's her name. It's, like, it's just, like, whatever your primary use or, like, this, this is my sex. This is my, like, I'm going to start calling my my teeth my, like, your eater, my food maimers. Your food? And, like, no, I'm see, just going to, like. Yeah, this is so confusing because it's just the thing is also the action you do with it. So no, my like, teeth are my eat. That's yeah, the name. They're, they're <laughs> my, like, my eat now. That's better. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm waving my handshakes at you. I, I put them between my eat and I rub them with my taste. 
Exactly. It's getting weird, right? Yeah. It's getting weird. We should have added a warning about people who are eating right now. Yeah, yeah I'm sure they'll oh, never man. see it the same way again. Well, it's weird because then you you know meet somebody and you extend your jack-off hands. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, uh, gross. Uh, you guys, this is episode number 294 or 293B, depending on how you're counting. We've done as many episodes as the number of applicants who received acceptance letters to Johns Hopkins last year who were secretly actually rejected. Huh? And those mistaken offers were click- quickly rescinded. Oh, how heartbreaking! That's yeah. a clerical error. Yeah. The, the, oh, well, the let's be fair. Seventeen-year-olds are pretty easy to fool. <laughs> <laughs> Just sending an official acceptance letter really gotcha, you guys. Yep, totally gotcha. <laughs> oh my god! As a side note, uh, I/O got in a lot of trouble uh, doing that recently. They sent out a mass email about a show. That started with, uh, we wanted to say congratulations regarding your recent audition. And they went out oh, to all like, students and like and oh, recent no. graduates that was just like, like congratulations, your audition was one. Oh, actually, now that we have your attention, uh, come see this show. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was a bit. Th- oh, they broke bad. some hearts. That is it so was funny. Some shenanigans. Oh. I kind of, wait, so they did it intentionally as a prank. That was not a mistake. Yeah, and but I mean, in fairness to the uh, the show that was going on was like a very prank oriented show, and it and it was yeah yeah. Let's let's first be clear. It was genius, and it hurt a lot of people. And those are my two favorite things together. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm you love this book, not a huh? fan of pranks, but uh, wait, not not genius, Chris. This is just hurting people who don't deserve it. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. And then being having fun, I guess. Anyway, uh, speaking of people who are mistreated, this week we're talking about The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty by Anne Rice under the pseudonym Cloak and Dagger. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is sponsored by Chris Tokahama, who says, uh, he said a bunch of stuff to us now, and it's hard to narrow it down. But one of the things he said was, um, there's a lot you can poke fun at, the, of, at this book, but I do think it's worth discussing because, A, you can contrast the S&M practices to those in Fifty Shades. Um, uh, I would say unfavorable. <laughs> and then on a uh, compared, and then on another note, uh, it's also worth thinking about the extent to which this book subverts the traditional folk tale of Sleeping Beauty, and the question of who ultimately holds power in a dom-sub relationship. And you can postulate what readers' relationships with erotica and the pleasure they gain from it is. That's a lot of assignments, Chris. Uh, yeah. Mostly, yeah. we just read the book for you. That's the that's what you're sponsoring. <laughs> You know what our motto is, Alex? No refunds. No refunds. I feel like we can get through all that. That's it. Sounds like a lot, but I don't think it's gonna be that hard. Oh, if you give us homework, there's like you got to slip us an extra something. Yeah, we'll do the reading, but we're not gonna do the worksheet. I think it's just how we have to deal with this. <laughs> no dittos. <laughs> anyway, if you want to force us to read a topic of your choice and then give us a long series of philosophical explanations that we have to give you back, go to readdustweave.com. Sign up on the mailing list. We will let you know as soon as we have more episodes available. Chris. Yes, sir. I think that's got most everything out of the way. All of the warnings, all of the side notes. Yeah. Please summarize for us. We're almost done, so let's just start by let's start by the ending the podcast. We'll bring it in for a landing by summarizing mm. in the style of a sleeping woman. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, you want to be my sound effects? Ooh, that was my dress. I, I just <laughs> keep the first, I mean, they're, they're, artist. We're starting at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I just woke up from the from the strangest dream. Someone was on top of me and having sex with me without my permission. Oh, wait! Oh. It was you, the prince. Yes, hello. Hello, you're inside me. Wow. Yes, hello. Uh, <laughs> Sure is a lot going on right now. What's that? I was cursed for a hundred years, and now you're just screwing me. Oh, and that makes me <laughs> your property, I guess. So, so now you just take me naked and swing me over his shoulder, put me on a horse, and and take me off to your kingdom. Okay. Uh, I guess it's not so bad. Happily after ever after is a thing, right? I guess. Uh, huh. Well, happily ever after looks pretty different in this kingdom. There is, uh, let's just say this, a lot of paddling. My ass is so sore from all the paddling. Because <laughs> How the prince, sore is it? Well, 
so sore, it's covered in welts and almost bloody welts. But uh, they're very careful. The prince and, and all, the, all the royals in this kingdom. I don't get it. Not to draw any blood, <laughs> but they are obsessed with BDSM sex. And they take, they've taken all these people, myself included, as slaves in the kingdom. And as a slave, it's my job to attend to everybody's every command and, uh, well, be fucked in all the holes, really, is, is also there. But punish fucked. Not like fun. There's, I, I do a lot of crying. Uh, you know, Tanya was saying earlier how much crying uh, Beauty does. Uh, by the way, oh yeah, my name's Beauty. That's my name in this book. Uh, not a real name, but everybody agrees that it fits. I'm the most beautiful girl they've ever seen, and they just want to cover me in bruises and poke me full of holes. And uh, Anyway, they, they ride me like a horse. Uh, you know, uh, but, but there is a boy. There's Go a boy back to that, sleep, Chris. <laughs> nap time forever yeah what that i could uh so there, there's a boy though a boy who isn't the cruel prince or his evil mother the queen the boy is uh prince alexi and prince alexi is very intriguing because he's very beautiful and he has absolute control of himself so they can beat him up they can screw him with any sized anything and he doesn't break or does he um, but uh, you're very intrigued by uh, Prince Alexi and his background. So then the last part of this book is just uh, his history of being raped also. Um, yeah, I, I guess here's the part where I say that it's erotic. It's not great. It's not great for him either. The whole time. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then later uh, at the very, very end, uh, I disobey some, some small order uh, and you know, look at someone I'm not supposed to look at. And I'm punished by being sold to slave markets. And uh, another slave in the slave pen also fucks me. And uh, my future's uncertain. And that's the book. Chris, I want to just point God. out. I've been work- It's so horrible to hear you say all of that. But I'm stuck on the when you said at the beginning, oh, you're inside me. Uh, oh, okay. And I just want to do a shout out to... Uh, um, I've been working with this very funny comedian this weekend named Kristen. And uh, she has a joke about... I should give you the last name, but I've forgotten it. Um... Let me pull it up really fast. Give me t- half a second. It's all getting cut. Don't even bother entertaining yourself. God damn it. <laughs> the answer is, what is Smith? <laughs> I saw that gentle timpani at the end. Boom, boom. The internet is so slow that I'm having trouble. Oh, internet. Don't, don't do it like this. <laughs> Damn it! I mean, really, you got to ask yourself: What have we ever given internet? <laughs> it's true. What a shitty well, we've blog! Given it a lot of yeah, time. I'm sure that's. Yeah. Ask not what internet can do for you. Yeah, it's true. All we do is tippity tappity www this and www. Just give that. me that bandwidth. Just just Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I'm still watching it. Yeah, I just let it run while I was going to work. Whatever, it's my bandwidth. Although you burn pay it down for that if I service, wish. Nick. You pay for that service. The other thing is that you give your search history and your picture data and everything else to internet so that it can harvest it for better internet <laughs> so they may oh, serve me make a better internet. more internet <laughs> anyway okay so yeah i just want a quick shout out to this very funny comedian i've been working with uh Kristen leonard who has a joke mm-hmm. about uh every time a guy says uh i, I want to be inside you she all she can think about is uh that scene where luke or where han cuts open a tauntaun <laughs> and yeah. so that is how i'm picturing it when you said and that i thought they smelled bad on the outside <laughs> yeah so that's that's <laughs> That's Sleeping oh, Beauty talking to the though. princess. He's just... I like the idea that... I want to know what, like... If every person was named, like, an activity and then a noun, like, what we'd all be. I like. I imagine I would be, like, procrastinating dork. <laughs> that would be my name in this. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because we got Sleeping Beauty. Um... Uh, r- rapey Slave... Oh, rapey slave. Uh, <laughs> Watch out. He, he's uh, loose again. <laughs> pervy mom. <laughs> oh, pervy mom. Yeah, pervy mom. She's she's definitely in the mix. Yeah. She is very possessive. Oh, Paddle and Prince. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of, like, Paddling Princes, Paddling Princesses. Also, if her name is Beauty, what are they naming all of the other women? Were they, like, up till then, every slave was just named Homely? 
Well, I think all the other <laughs> other ones have like an actual name name. Yeah. Like it's uh, like, sleeping you know, seven. Like, uh, I can't remember <laughs> any of their names, but you know. No. Just the, uh, so, like, you know, B minus. Octavia and... or whatever. You know, one of those. And that's a, you know, great personality. Sure. <laughs> Napping average. <laughs> uh, uh, also, uh, so one of the things that Chris mentioned, and I, uh, and the, the Wikipedia page talks a little bit about, is the relationship between this and the original story. And I just want to say that even though you can say that Disney has like whitewashed a lot of our uh, fairy tales, sure, good on them, good on them, because uh, it's their their versions are better than the ones where like people's feet gets chopped off and and people are are raped forever. I was gonna say yeah, they Sleeping haven't really Beauty, whitewashed anything, have they? <laughs> I I'll take anything more washed. Like nothing is ever like. Well, I liked it better before it was washed. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that washing makes it worse? Um, I was trying to think jeans. of that. Oh, yeah, jeans. jeans. Yeah, jeans. Jeans. Sweaters. Okay. Here's the no. That jean thing is bullshit. It's hair. Just... Day two, unlike <sighs> a little bit oily hair. Oh, is objectively no, it's, superior yeah, to to freshly shampooed yeah, that's hair. That's how you get your beachy <laughs> no. look. Oh, mm. man. Uh, I don't agree with anything you guys are saying. I like, in theory, not washing jeans, but people who do that obviously don't eat over their laps. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm about eight to ten months in on my jeans. Well, uh, thank you for bragging that, that you have a, a dining room table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, eating on surfaces tonight. <laughs> Either that, right. or you just have to surface spray your jeans down and wipe them with a paper towel. So or you just say it's part towels. of the decorations now. <laughs> so, uh, besides things that are not better when they're clean, uh, how did you guys, how has this changed in the two weeks since we first read it? Have you, is it all just flown out of your mind, or is it like crystallized into something worse or better? You know, the pain is mellowed for me. If, me too! Where it, it you know, while, while reading it, I remember when we were first recorded, I just couldn't get over how many times people were just hit and paddled yeah. and punished. Constantly. Like, there were things where like a guy was kept in sleep dick torture where they would make sure he stayed awake by every half hour beating up his dick <laughs> while he had a marble statue phallus in his butt and he was pinned and like chained to that statue <laughs> i mean that was a thing that happened in this book and i i, I but now it's just <laughs> funny <laughs> but isn't it funny if you picture like buttons by the pussycat dolls playing in the background <laughs> the whole time <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be such a different show than the original one because I feel so much less pain about it. I was we were in despair. It really it was, was like the low point of our lives. Yes. It was. We all came together in, with like droopy heads and just <laughs> like just shame. Yeah. Like if someone poured a bucket of shame off a two-story building onto us. And, yeah. I, felt, I, and I felt so like weird about I just felt weird about it on a lot of levels and was like I guess we need to make it clear that like people who are into like kinky things shouldn't feel ashamed but this was also so very terrible. It was, there's just which a I lot still of like believe that weird it's a good thing to say. We didn't we didn't include that in the in the opening list of apologies, but that is still true. Uh, yeah, I get yeah. there's nothing wrong with pink, but this is this is not good. This th- that does no, not make it good. I guess I, I'm genuinely curious as to the Venn diagram of people like that the audience for these books because if you think like. I'd be into Disney erotica. That's like one group of people, sure. right? And then there's like super gnarly hardcore <laughs> that's a, BDSM. That's everybody. Stuff. Everyone's on the inside <laughs> of that. Stuff. Everyone's curious about that. Yeah, but it's just like the level. If they just they went like, no, they can handle the real. Like, cause like Fifty Shades is is pretty tame. Like that is like it is. It's like oh, like oh, oh, ooh, he he has a room. Oh, there's a <laughs> paddle in it. Ah, but, yeah, yeah. This is like no. I will walk you around like a horse by like with a you know yeah. with a horse hair phallus shoved in your rectum. Again, I want to point out that I'm, I'm not no. Well, it, it was the phallus at the butt end of the phallus was a was a horsey tail. So it was like you were oh, a horsey. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, like a decorative. <laughs> yeah, mm. maybe maybe I'm just not. Maybe I'm on too little sleep. But again, I'm smiling at all of this, which I definitely didn't when I heard it the first time. <laughs> I yeah. will say that, like, even just in hearing Chris's summary, I was I was interested in like the the shifting power dynamic. Like, we we watch Beauty kind of for a lot of the first part of the book. She's she's really just letting us know, or they're just sort of describing exactly what's happening to her, and she seems pure bewildered almost the entire time. There's one time when she might have said something vaguely sassy and then paid for it a lot. Um, 
Yeah. Right. But for the most part, she is just which, which, dealing. Which is the worst part of all this BDSM stuff. In the, in the Same thing in Fifty Shades of Grey, where he's like, I know you're into punishing her, but it can't be because she's funny. Because if you're in a relationship with someone who's not allowed to be funny, what's the fucking point? Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the best part of hanging out with humans is when they're funny. So. Yeah. You don't get to punish her for being sassy. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was that was terrible. But then th- there is an interesting turn at the end of this book that I think maybe distance has allowed me to actually think about instead of just being like, oh, the humanity. Um, which is that <laughs> at the very end, she turns the tables because so so much of this is contingent on like the the person who's being dominated doing some sort of mistake, and the mistake could be anything from feeling genuine pleasure to like saying a word when they weren't asked to say anything. So the infractions are super tiny, and at the very end, she basically just like flips the script and is like, "Fuck it, I'm going to leave this room." And like, I mean, albeit on her hands and knees, but still, she's just like, hey, you guys want to be in this room. I'm totally not going to be in this room anymore. And that is actually enough to get her like ejected from the palace. And she gets to go to this village that she's super into for reasons we still don't understand. No, she's just curious, but it's also just a, a like muddy slave pen. Yeah, no, market. but that's no, that's the holding space before she goes to the village, which we've heard. We've heard some things about. Yeah. Um, and she seems really into it, which is like her first glimmer of agency, which leads to this like act of, of disobedience, which really goes to show that I think what makes the power so particular in this society is actually like there's, there's a degree to which people are just playing along. And if they don't play along to a certain degree, then like everything falls apart. Yeah. The pedantic, you're, like, you're totally right. following fetish. Yeah. Uh, this is all it's a good point but just something about the way you said uh, oh the humanity that reminded me for just a moment of how sad I was during this book Uh, and I went through this very particular journey which was at first I was like oh he's just entering her while she's asleep that's not alright and little did I know that was the least not alright thing that happened for four hours and then the next thing where he was like she just has to be naked at dinner and I was like what a Dick. Yeah, dinner uh, with her parents. I still didn't realize what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. really did like sort of like softball you right up the front. You're just like, yeah. oh, they're like, they're afraid to say, you know, penis. They say sex and they cover yeah. it up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this, okay, this book's going to be pretty chill. And then like you get halfway it is not through and chill. you're like, yeah. <laughs> there, there is God no chill. Unchill all the time. But in a hate moment, there's also very little sexiness. Like this, this. Do, there's like it doesn't yeah. have whatever that like whatever that glue is that makes sex scenes in books fun to read it's not here there's none of it here Tiny, i don't do know I have somebody to explain to you what that is and being timed with a stopwatch as they pick up golden balls with their ass and drop them into somebody's lap no their mouth see i'm saying no, you know you can't you can't oh i thought they were different just... kinks for different folks yeah. like that's <laughs> like because i'm sure that you don't get three of these books spread out over the last 20 years without a Four. dedicated twenty people buying them, yeah. in droves. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody is them. into bobbing for apples with with the backside, so that's obviously happening. I guess, yeah, I guess that's and that is something that we did touch on last time. Now that I'm remembering, there were some people. I think there are even some people that um, were talking about it on our Facebook page that they are. Dedicated we are. We're going to get to them readers. here in a little bit later. So let's put yeah. that. Let's put a pin in that. We'll come back to that after we do the. Do you want to just chain ass, it so. to a wall with a thing up its ass? <laughs> we'll, we'll come back and slap it on the dick in like half an hour. <laughs> Let's yeah, let's agreed. Let's tie that idea to the whole slap in the dick. We've got to do the meat bunny ad. I feel like that's a saying that we probably shouldn't keep as a recurring gag in the show. Snakes haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Yeah, yeah. How much they hated. Incoming transmission. Attention, Meatberg. I am ready to challenge your hero to one-on-one. Stop. Meet me in the dueling grounds at noon. Stop. What do we do? Our heroes are indisposed at the moment. Floop. No, it's Meat Buddy, Tegan Robinson. Yep. Here I am. I'm the hero you need. Well, it's almost noon. All of our other heroes are gone, so I guess by default, you win. To the dueling grounds! And now, another great episode of Crisis in Meatbird, brought to you by our fabulous meat buddies who make the show possible with their donations. Go to read-weep.com slash meat buddies and become a hero. (laughs) 
This is the hero you selected to duel against me, the Viscount Veggie. I can take you, you vegetarian bully. Okay, calm down. First, you must select weapons. Here's our Sergeant of Arms. I got lots of cool guns! Boom, 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 boom! What are these? They don't look like any weapons I've ever used. That's right. Here in Mayburg, we only drool with finger guns. So you got cowboy. Boom, 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 boom. Lasers. Boom, 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 boom. Looney Tunes. Boop. And in case you can't see it, a flag just came out of my finger that says bang. Hmm. There are also finger knives. Stab, 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 stab. But you don't want to take finger knives to a finger gunfight, son. I think I'll take the cowboy. And I'll take the lasers. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, uh, please stand back to back. Now, walk ten paces. One, two, three, skip to the end, and ten. Come out firing, and go. Boom, pa, boom, boom, boom. Pew, 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 pew. Boom, 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 boom. Pew, 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 pew. Boom. Oh, oh no. <coughs> oh, oh, no, I'm hit. Oh. <laughs> oh, you have scored a powerful victory for your side. And the winner is newest meat buddy, Tegan Robinson. You are the finger gun champion of Meatburg. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, like... Pew, pew! <laughs> Safe your weapons. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was on safety. I just don't know what happened. I just... Pew, 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 pew! Stop it! Pew, pew, pew! Face it, Viscount. You lost this one. Pew, pew? Pew? I, I don't know. I've never really lost anything before, and... I guess I just sort of assumed la finger lasers would beat finger cowboy guns. It's okay, Viscount. That's why we used finger guns. Because we're only scoring symbolic victories. Wait, you mean that? Of course. Even though Meatburg has been in a perpetual state of war with you, very little has actually happened because mostly it's a battle of ideas. And it just so happens that stab. Oh! Oh, oh, oh my! I can't! I can't believe you! Where did you hide a finger knife? I had it the whole time. Oh, you were a worthy adversary, Tegan. And now, I am vanquished. I'm calling it. Time of death, twelve o three. You did it! You destroyed the evil Viscount Veggie. Meatburg is free. Really? It, it's over? Just just like that? The curse has been lifted. We'll never have to eat another crappy salad ever again. <laughs> That's great! Unless, of course, his second-in-command, the villain formerly known as Cool Judge, takes over. And I have it on good authority. She's gonna make some big changes around here. See you guys later. Uh, it was her all along. Will not-so-cool-anymore Judge be even more villainous than the vanquished Viscount Veggie? And will he stay dead or come back from the, some lazy plot twist? Find out next week on another episode of Crisis in Meatburg. And join the crusade by becoming a Meat Buddy at read-weep.com slash meatbuddies. A small monthly donation is the only thing that can protect Meatburg from finger lasers. I've also got finger cannons. Boom! And finger swords, shing shing, and finger Dragon Ball Z balls of nonsense, go uh, fire energy and stuff. Kamehameha! Me buddies, 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 me buddies. All right, and now you guys, it's time for the game of top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. So we're gonna use. Sorry, I pretended to be two people there. I don't know why. <laughs> That, that way there were five of us for that. top five? Top five? <laughs> top five. <laughs> top five. Boom, 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 boom. It's right. a half a letterman. <laughs> All right, so at Prolman on Twitter says, Dear God, I had to read that in college. Here's what you should discuss. The real, the way the real sadism in this book was done to punctuation. <laughs> oh Well, we listened to the audiobook there. Uh, yeah. So we didn't get that one. But he watched, he read this in college? He or she, yeah. He or she for uh, a college course? Yeah, it, it was a book like the, the, I talked a little bit more about it, and the, it was like a course called Modern Erotica, and this one still oh. caught everybody off guard. Is that class still being offered? <laughs> <laughs> where? Where? <laughs> I'm gonna, okay, so like Nick, the liberal arts. Girl, can he, can can I, share, I would love to audit that syllabus? class. <laughs> I would just love to just like be up in that class just and be, be like first yeah. there, the last out. I like the idea one. of you like just like appearing in the back of the class, like with like your ankle crossed over your knee and like your hand, your head in your hand, like. Hello. <laughs> I'm just gonna pull a pencil out of my bun and out be of like, your Let's do this. bun. Let's <laughs> <laughs> pull this pencil my out of my ass and bun. get started. Out of, out of, yeah. out of his what is this? Some sort of erotica course? No. <laughs> no, this is literature. 
there's nothing pervier than a person who doesn't go to the school auditing an erotica class. <laughs> that I know. I want to win the grossness of that <laughs> yes. class. Just a constant direction. I could be grosser than this whole book. Yeah. I, I also like to think that yeah. the compliment problem in the book was because Anne Rice was trying to just like hide her tracks. So she was like, if I write really bad use of commas, no one will think it's me. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> this is the... Uh... I prefer to think that she was like so overwhelmed by the story and her desire <laughs> to do these scenes that she really didn't have time to self-edit and that her editor was like, I need to maintain the integrity of this of her poetry. anal torture scene yeah. <laughs> in order to like really convey the art that lies underneath. Yeah, uh, when, you're, when you're being owned anally, the last thing you can think about is a semicolon. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> no. You gotta go full it's colon. Full colon on this book. All right, Matthew on Facebook says, Mary Boff Kill, this book, Fifty Shades, and Twilight. And then also, he's generous enough to say, interpret this however you wish, as if not giving us that warning would keep us from misinterpreting your question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go just start us off with my initial response that I had last time, which is that I yep. would uh, kill this book. I would yeah. boff Fifty Shades of Grey because right. the soundtrack's real good. And, I, you know, even if it's kind of a weird movie, I could, I could, I could suffer it once. And then yeah. I'd marry Twilight because then I want to hang out with Charlie and sit and drink beer and watch Baroness games. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with Twilight, but definitely the wedding scene in there is better. Would be a more fun wedding than anything that happened in this book. Yeah, because like, in this book, a wedding, you know, somebody would arrive on horseback. Yeah, and Alice would be there with a short haircut, DJing or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there to marry and Char- yeah, Charlie's mustache and plenty of things. And Fifty Shades, you could boff for a little while. I don't know. See, I don't know, man. I feel like I- I'm all backwards on you. I'd say marry this book. Whoa! Because when you're in what? the long run, when you're in the... Whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> when you're in the long run, when you're with someone for a long time, you want someone who can bring some spice to that. You don't want to be, you know, just eating chicken okay. noodle soup for I, I the next 50 years. I don't think you're wrong, Nick. That's a generally okay. good idea, but <laughs> But you I ever have food concerned. with way too much cumin in it? Yeah. <laughs> Or food that, like, kicks off by putting something real spicy in your eyes. (laughs) All right. Like, wrong hole, wrong hole, food. (laughs) Mary, I would marry uh, Fifty Shades. Wrong hole, food. You'd buy Fifty Shades? Because you said you met. Hold on. No, no, no. I would marry. No, hold on. You can't marry everybody. Hold on. Hold on. I want to. But I want to marry them all because here's here's why. I'm I'm a polygamist in my thing. Because Christian Grey would would put on a beautiful wedding. It would be yep. austere and expensive, yep. and those are my two favorite wedding adjectives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my third favorite wedding adjective is helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to abscond somewhere, and you cannot abscond in a Volvo. You can't. That's it's true. not worth it. Yeah. And then what's your marrying Twilight for? Uh, oh, I want to marry Twilight because I liked Kristen Stewart in Adventureland. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's she a really like, good reason. She, she seems like genuinely like I'd get along with her and we'd like listen to mixtapes together and it would be awesome. That's pretty good. Uh, Rachel on Facebook says, how about the gold mesh they wear and the pepper oil torture? I read the third one, then the second one, but I couldn't find where mom hid the first one. I was probably <laughs> oh, 12, yes. so I think these books are what ruined my life. There's a lot to unpack in there, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, uh, thanks for your I appreciate you sharing it all with us. <laughs> Yeah, here's for yeah, way to way to steal your mom's dirty books. Yeah. That's uh, I think also that's if twelve. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. I watched Needful Things when I was twelve. This is a way different twelve year old book. Yeah, this is so gnarly. <laughs> I think also, I, we yeah. don't know about the gold mesh and pepper oil torture because we haven't gotten to the third book, but also uh wrong hole food. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I well, there's a but there are there are a lot of oils. It actually sort of reminded me of the host where they have those like the, the ridiculous medicine where it just says like soothe and it's you spray right. it on and it's like done. Because um, there's a lot of yeah, she's she's covered in welts and then they like, massage something into her backside and suddenly she's ready to go. Um, or like ninety so, percent ready to go. Ninety percent ready to go. Yeah, I want yeah. some gold mesh in this in this piece though. I feel like that's the thing. That's the hard part about everybody being naked all the time is you don't get any neat costumes. So yeah, costume design is very simple. <laughs> Lamenting this book from a costume designer's standpoint, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I also like the idea of Rachel reading these backwards. So it's like beauty is finally going to go to sleep, and people will leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> beauty fucks when she wants. <laughs> beauty is right. forced to do things more often than not. 
so, a lot to unpack in Rachel's, but we have, we have to move on. Uh, Monica on Facebook says, A coworker once told me that this book contains so much pointless spanking, she couldn't finish it. Fact. So, now we know how people find this. A, a coworker tells them about it, or B, their mom had it hidden somewhere. Yeah. And I mean, this was the kind of book that, um, I think what we've, from what we've heard, that people would like, you know, it, it'd be a naughty sort of like ladies' night gift to a, a white elephant gift or something like that, right? Yeah, or like uh, something your hairstylist is like, everyone's talking about this, but I would never read it. And then that's how they like share it with you. Gotta say, I've gotten 0% of my erotica recommendations from my hairstylist. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, like that's because someone's paying you to read it for other other people, but... yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe you're going to the wrong hair salon. Yeah, I guess I, that's one of the things that people should start talking about more on Yelp. Like, well, and then they told me to read Marquis de Sade. <laughs> and I was like, please. I would also like to point out, I like my favorite part of that is the phrase uh, pointless spanking. Normally, it's just it's so productive and gets you where you want to go. But this was just like superfluous. Well... Gets you where you, where you want to go. They're not a rental car company, Alex. You don't just <laughs> spank for transport. <laughs> I mean, unless you're in the bridal path. Oh. Right, yeah, he was going to say. Wow. <laughs> and then number five, Julie on Facebook said, loved these books, which is the first one, just bu- on our page. Just bought this trilogy for my neighbor. Mm. Uh, ought to liven up my tiny town a little bit. So um, this is the other way it gets shared is by your neighbor, yeah. and then it, it ruins your town like... like I don't. I picture Julie living in Pleasantville, and after she passes this book away, her neighbor's going to masturbate a tree on fire, and then the basketball team will lose. <laughs> I mean, here's here's what you got to know that like this book is fantastic in that you could open it up anywhere and get your porn. Yeah, just like, like other porn. It, <laughs> no, erotica likes to pretend that it's not. You got to dog ear those, you know, those real crucial scenes. Yeah. You got to like, and you can find it when you go to the used bookstore. You find the one with the deep creases in the spine, yeah, spine. Like six or seven that's places. Where, that's yeah. that's the one where it's been like opened several times, and it had to lay uncared for on a counter mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it could not be held properly. Yeah, like, like those are the dryer. books that you want to find. Yeah, well, someone but frantically one, massaged themselves. <laughs> Massage. Uh, yeah. Massaged. Oh, you were massaged. Image. Always selling the massages. <laughs> well, so my back is so sore. So oh. one of the things that, that that the Wikipedia page mentioned is that Anne Rice had wrote this book with that in mind. Was like, what if I just took the fluff out of the erotica, which is not something I'm necessarily opposed to, because like it is annoying to skip around to find the good parts of something. Uh, it's just instead of good parts, she made it all bad parts. That's really Alex, my I don't know how much, how many thousand-page books you've written that are pure sex scenes. <laughs> but I, at, credit where credit's at due. At some point, you know, it's just like when you've written a sitcom for twenty years. I mean, like, where do the Simpsons go? Where does Anne Rice go after her fiftieth sex I scene? Guess so. You gotta exactly. just like think outside the box, all right? Or and this is a work. This is like postmodern mm-hmm. sex yeah. scenes, all right? This is this is the is like bitches bebop group? jazz. Of sex, yeah, scene. The, shape, <laughs> the shape of sex to come. <laughs> uh, oh, I would love to cut on that Can one. I I great, but I, I have to add one pe- thing. Pure sex scenes would be a great name for like a compilation. Like if you were to just take oh. the sex scenes from a shit ton pure of books. Sex scenes seven. Remember in the nineties where they had those CD complicate compliment. Uh, now that's what I call music. Now that's what I call sex scenes. I can't talk. <laughs> Them CD compilations. They was called music song musics. What was it? <laughs> no, but they were called things like pure love or like pure yeah, yeah. sounds or, and just like you know. Pure sounds of the 70s. You can. Yeah, yeah no, right. absolutely. The sound of a lady doing stuff she doesn't want. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then, so I followed up with Julie because I was interested in this thing about, like, why she, how she found him and what she loved about him. And she said that she was reading Anne Rice's Vampire series and then was just, like, looking for more books, and she found them, and which is, I think, probably going to be fairly common for people, but she said it's perfect erotica for someone who enjoys the fantasy genre and likes the, uh, the concept of awakening to new or different ideas, which... You know, in general, sounds pretty good. You know, that sounds like do one thing every day that gets you out of your comfort zone. Um, oh, I thought she just... had literal awakening, like wake up to a fuck. Well, <laughs> <laughs> also well, a service I that I cannot say. get off the ground. <laughs> I just, wish, I just wish you were wait. Like, why not awaken yourself to new and different ideas, like curry instead of pad thai, or you know, like 
walk there instead of taking your driving a half mile. You know, like or like don't look someone of... in the eye or they're gonna violate you for the next forty five minutes. Yeah, why not, horse why not just rediscover yeah. a razor scooter? Hey, new ideas come in all shapes and That's sizes. True. That's true. Of and... of marble cock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I should have added in our, uh, I really, should, maybe I'll go back and add this in, but in our warning at the top, uh, if you're my mom, there's 15 other episodes, go listen to those. <laughs> One of them's about Sarah Palin. Yeah, you'll love it. All right. Uh, finally, it's time for our, oh, that was the game of top five. Top five. Yeah. Top, top five. Thank you everybody so much for playing. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter is the best way to find out about these, or you can just send us an email anytime as soon as we announce our next topic. So that's the best way. So we'll always post the question usually on Friday morning and say, what's the one thing you want us to talk about? And we'll take our favorite five. So thank you all for playing. Now it's time for our minor compliment. We're going in reverse order. So Chris, you're up first. What's the last nice thing, unless we fucked up this recording, <laughs> that you'll ever have to say? Uh, about the the maiming of Sleeping Beauty. You know, I'm going to use a comment that I used last time, just because I I was so tickled by it, uh, and that's because no one ju- knows. Uh, so what happened? And we mentioned it a little bit. Uh, there's something called the bridal path in in this book. And mm. originally, you know, they were like, "Oh, Beauty, you know, you were captured. You're special. You know, you're so special to the prince. You're actually on the bridal path." And I thought because we were, it's an audiobook, I thought that meant B R I D A L, like she's going to get right. married. And also because they never read or write anything in this book, she could probably assume that too <laughs> yeah right exactly and so uh i was uh, you know really just like oh she's gonna go through some extra torture and then they're gonna put a white dress on her she's gonna get married that's fine and then i realized that they meant bridal like what a horse he has uh and that they were gonna treat her like a pony and spank her and ride her and just the the homonym wordplay in my mind in the sudden reversal i was so surprised that uh, not only you're not getting married Put this bit in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you went. You went from headed for the chapel to jump on it. Headed Let's for do the it. stables. Yeah, <laughs> headed for the stable. Yeah. yeah, from the steeple to stable. That's the bridal path. Yeah, and so I just I, I was uh, so surprised by that that I could not bring it up, and I, I I genuinely liked that moment as a reveal for me. We lived when I grew up. Uh, I lived in a suburb, uh, and there the name of like they had all the like little sub suburbs had names, and the one across from us was called Bridal Path. And hmm. now I have a very different opinion of what must have happened over there. Yeah, everyone who lives there, no shit, parades around <laughs> with a dildo in their Wouldn't ass. Wouldn't that be really awkward? It's if... part of like the HOA fees. Yeah. You have to also <laughs> uh, must be Tuesday. Yeah, don't forget the don't forget the annual chip in for the dildo polishing because that will get you. You don't want spiders right. now, do you? Tanya, what's your minor compliment? Um, I'm gonna try and and recreate my minor compliment from last time too, which is okay. that I uh, I. I read the vampire books. I do have that in common with some of our, our listeners. I did not seek these out. I remember finding this this particular book at the library and being like, this is not for me yet. I am a child. <laughs> I need to back away slowly. Um, that is good. That's a lot of, I mean, that good for you. Well, also, I was, at, I was usually at the library with like my mom. So it wasn't like a right. super, like, guess what your little girl is interested in claiming this, this Sleeping Beauty character. <laughs> I, uh, sorry to make this about me, uh, but I had to interview a 10 year old about dinosaurs being scary for the, my review of Jurassic World for next week. Oh, nice. And she said that her dad will let her watch pretty much any scary movie, but he wouldn't let her watch, um, human centipede. And she was pretty upset about it. And yeah, don't be upset, little girl. Nope. You're totally right. He's right. Don't do it. And I just wish there's no way to tell a child. It's cool that you had that on yourself because I can't imagine any way you could tell a child that they would understand where they would be like, okay, this is for my own good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do not usually like to tell people what is for their own good, but in the case of Human Centipede, do not do it. <laughs> I watched it at like 3 a.m. by myself one oh, time. and. God. Uh, and uh, I, I'm better for it. You know, I came okay. out stronger the other side. Nick, you're the grossest person, so this does not I count. Know. I do, but I, I actually I like the idea that the the <laughs> um, that Britney Spears' song "Stronger" is just being performed after she saw Human Centipede in like the week of <laughs> <in the> morning. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, my minor compliment is for the Wikipedia page, which is all, most Wikipedia pages are pretty boring reads. Uh, but this one is fascinating. Yeah. I highly recommend if you are like, what is going on in this book? You read the Wikipedia page on the claiming of Sleeping Beauty because it's really interesting. It talks about some interesting political issues. But fascinatingly, it also makes zero mentions of consent at all in the book. And uh, it, it, and it exists as if no one else – like it made me feel like I was the first one to notice that that was a problem. 
And I, so I got to feel, you know, I got to feel Did really you smart. remedy this? You Wikipedia editor, you? I, I should have, you know, but then this compliment would be ruined. So in oh, so three you weeks, the other way. I'll, go, uh-huh. I'll go back after this compliment has <laughs> taken effect. And then I will cite as proof that the book contains a lot of lack of consent, this compliment. Ooh. Oh, my. The snake eats its own tail. Getting meta. Yeah. yeah. See, now you're, you were asking before, what have I done for the internet? I have planned to later fix a Wikipedia page. Oh, <laughs> I think I left my compliment dangling, guys. Oh, did you? Did you have finished? Yeah, I don't I'm think so I really finished it. Like, so as a child, I said no to this book, but I was oh, right, always, yeah, yeah. There, in some... And I, I thought that I, was like, the compliment. was like, good job, me. No, no, back. no, no. It was definitely that, like, you know, so I, like, I put a pin in it, i.e. I chained it to a wall. <laughs> <laughs> like a marble pin. <laughs> marble cock, blah, blah, blah. Um, dick slap, dick slap. <laughs> but I was always like, I'm going to come back to that, because gosh darn it, I think Anne Rice is okay. Um, and and there is a part of me that's kind of glad that I know, I know what this whole this whole Sleeping Beauty thing is all about. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. So the compliment for the book is that it still existed after all these years. Sure. Yeah, and that you know that somehow Our, through real art endures, Alex. Yeah, true. twists and totally turns. True. I ended up on a podcast talking about dick slapping. All right. Well, that leaves you, Nick. What is your last nice thing you'll ever say? Uh, it about the it abstaining of Sleeping me. Beauty. Um. I was, I made it through most of the book, and I was fine and like unaffected. And I thought it was like kind of just silly, and some of it was like offensive. And I took, I like there was parts of me that oscillated back and forth about like this is really wrong and, and whatever. Or not, but and, yeah, yeah. that's the part. <laughs> I was in my car driving uh, with the windows down. It was hot out, and there was a part that was like. I don't remember because, you know, who remembers all of your, you know, momentary uh, spikes in sexuality. But <laughs> one I was turned really on. Bummed, it got, great it got me. Even at a one and a half speed narration, <laughs> I, there was a moment where I was like, oh, damn. And and for a moment, my eyes were opened and I thought, like, I get it. I could see why this is a thing. No. And I, it makes sense to me. And that... You know, it may not be my deal. I'm more, I like pictures and not just words. Sorry, <laughs> podcast people. Um, but I I get it. And I think that it's okay to preserve that like notion that literature and fiction is a place where we explore things that we don't necessarily feel comfortable with. Because I think that's a way that sometimes we get to know ourselves better and what our special kinks are. And obviously... It, that it's not a, a defense of any of the things that if this were real, right, that would trivialize and endanger like real issues that people would have. But I got, I, it, it did a little something for me. So I, I never like to argue with people on their compliments, <laughs> but I, I, I just, I feel weird about that because I feel like, you know, boners don't have morality. And that's they're beyond good and evil. Yes. Yeah. And that's <laughs> of why course, there's another as part. we all know and have discussed. That's why there's another part of that your was body. the Nietzschean aphorism that is oft unsighted. I, really, I have the T-shirt. I don't know. <laughs> you guys didn't get that email, or oft offsighted by Tanya's T-shirt, and I I just think that there's a reason why it's circuitously attached to the other part of your body, the brain, that does make decisions like that. And uh, I I like listening to that part of my brain that's like, listen, boner, uh, great enthusiasm could use some more focus. <laughs> This is not the time or the place. Wait, are you are you in, are you insinuating that you have the ability to tell your boner no that you can actually like wag your finger at your own boner? Okay, yes. It, I want it doesn't I, stop that's being amazing a boner, to me, but I can definitely there are, tell it. There no. are two things that don't work on mine, and it's trying to like get it to do something or trying to get it to not do something, <laughs> and those are the two <laughs> things that it's impervious to. Totally. Guys. You mean you mean it's two main jobs? <laughs> yeah, but you can't tell it what to do. You can't, or you can't tell it what not to it's do. It's a real petulant teenager. Dennis the it's Menace like... attached to your own body, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, tell it not to do. The only way to do that is you go into a walk-in freezer. <laughs> I well, so so I do think you can trick it into not doing it. So I I do like to what? yell no at it until it to stop. Oh my god, um, what? <laughs> well, you can like for example during this Wait. book you can try to think about how. 
this is the most horrible thing you've ever been a part of, and you would prefer not to have a boner right now. That's how I, mean, I get But then you the try dentist? to rub your rub its nose in it, and then you're all in a different yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. What does happen when you rub your boner's nose in something? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're gonna have to find out some other. You time. make a mess. You make a mess. Guys, on that weird note. That is it for our show. Oh, man. And I would just the like to remind intimate. you. most Want to remind you two things. One, for Chris, no refunds. And for the rest of you, there are nine other episodes you could listen to instead of this one. So go back and find them. You'll love them. Uh, but thank you all for listening to this. Uh, the second and hopefully most lasting, most enduring recording of this podcast. Um <laughs> about the claiming of Sleeping Beauty. We'll be back again next week with another great episode. Thank you so much to Chris for sponsoring the episode. Yeah, kind of, thanks, buddy. Yeah, also thank you. Th- thank you to Team Robinson for creating a new meat buddy. We really appreciate it. Everybody who's done anything to help us out to keep the show moving along. Uh, if you don't want to give us money, we totally... That's cool. We'll still be friends. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, or you just subscribe and review us on iTunes. Very helpful. And you can talk yeah. to us all individually. We're all pretty responsive on Twitter. Uh, at C. Walter Smith. Uh-huh. And thanks for being here, buddy. And at the Tanya Best, easily our most popular Twitterer. Oh, well, thanks, Alex. Just making it awkward. And also, yeah, sure. uh, our very special <laughs> guest at Nick's Funeral. Thanks for joining us, Nick. Thanks for making this happen. Hey, Ken. Thank you for having me. I uh, never thought that I'd get to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, you know what you should do instead of listening to uh, Nothing from Nothing now? Just like put on always be my baby and give yourself a massage that's for our listeners by the way that's just a little is that gonna <laughs> be a little recommendation treat. for the weekly week this week yeah no well uh, it's pretty good though <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh surprisingly intimate that's ever that's it thank you guys so much we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> hope you like chili <laughs> make yourself some chili give yourself a massage all right sorry Not too much cumin <laughs> <laughs>